And welcome to episode 146 of Hearty Dice Friends. Indoors edition. I mean, we've always recorded these indoors, so I don't know why I said that. It's not like it's not like I was out on a fucking sports car or a jet boat. <laughs> now everyone's brought down to our level. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we've been you we've been studying the blockchain for years. <laughs> that, there's that there's that ongoing gag that like, oh I've been ready to work from home for ages. And like, I have been. But also, this isn't that. No. <laughs> this is this is very different from that. We have s- survived. Haven't we? We're doing okay. I've been spending a lot of time in the garden that I thankfully own. Yeah, well done with that. Yeah, thanks. I've, I've, I've been spending a lot of time in the corridor that connects my bedroom and the living room because it's different. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's it is it is a it's a grim and lonely strange new area we find ourselves in but there's one thing for sure is that we can carry on making jokes about games and about everything and indeed about everything we must we must lest we go even madder um christopher what's yes. your what what have you been up to to sort of vary the slog uh, i've been doing many things i've been cooking Mm-hmm. Not just like heating food to live. <laughs> Not just like microwaving bread. Yeah, and dipping it in anything runnier than bread. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been like cooking, cooking. Like I've got I've got my eye on a roast. Whoa! I have a piece of meat for a roast. That's exciting. And I don't think I've 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 got to say it's been a decade or so, but no, I don't think I've ever yeah. actually done a proper roast. Oh, well, like we we used to do roasts. Yes, but not for just like me. No, it's quite it's quite the endeavour to roast a full thing yes. for oneself. I have a round piece of beef. How exciting. And I've been doing exercise and stretches and stuff. Yeah, I did some yoga this morning. I am straight up healthier now than I've been in the last couple of years. <laughs> like, generally, apparently, because everyone's been washing their hands and not breathing on, on each other, a lot of, like, seasonal illnesses have just stopped. Yeah. There's no gastroenteritis anymore. Well, I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, we've not we've not like polioed. <laughs> we've not. Well, I mean, polio's coming back. So, well, you thanks, know. anti-vaxxers. Cheers. They're going to have a time uh, after this, aren't they? The anti-vaxxers. Oh! Well, they're going to die. So there's that. I suppose. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to yeah, say it without good. suggesting their death, but they should probably well, just. I, I mean, just be on their way. Their own, hey, it's their own damned fault. Yeah. <sighs> so, an exhausting and strange time we find ourselves in. I've been doing some exercise, I did some yoga, I've been doing some, some body weight exercise, been, I've been tuning into videos, and there's some, just like, there's some absurdly muscular men <laughs> being like, you too can get big legs for this easy exercise. <laughs> <laughs> look, mate, have you seen my legs? They're already massive. I look like I've just been healed by the power of Christ. <laughs> I look like I've just woken up from the Matrix. I look like I miraculously stood up out of a wheelchair after... Uh, sorry, out of a wicker wheelchair after discarding a tartan rug. <laughs> a faith healing. Yes, precisely. I am not... I, I do not have big legs. <laughs> but who knows, maybe by the end of this quarantine period, I'll have giant legs and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to enforce social distancing by doing big kicks on everyone. I, I love the idea that you're going to be... You're going to come out of this and just not have worked on anything above the waist. Just just massive legs. <laughs> uh, come through, through, big legs. Gained a full foot in height. <laughs> How did that work? I found extra joints down there. <laughs> the muscles unleashed them. The second knee hidden within your existing knee. <laughs> big legs. All right, then, big legs. Should we do some questions? Yeah, bring me a question, man. All right. Captain Fancy asks, in the spirit of the times, how would you run a campaign set entirely within one room? In the spirit of the times, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
In the spirit of the times, I would have some sort of hugely cosmopolitan game, which, in which, like, the main mechanic is going around and maybe just, like, putting your hands in someone's mouth, and that's fine. <laughs> just shaking hands with people, hugging those you like. Just, just maybe just, like, smelling another human being. <laughs> that sort of thing. I set this campaign on an infinite radial plane, just populated with people. Um, and, you know, like a lot of bars and restaurants <laughs> that are open and fine. Uh, some gyms, if that's your sort of thing. Some sort of mouth spit party. Like They still have those, that, I'm sure. Well, I mean, they've been driven underground. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my, 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 my Thursday group's been cancelled, but... Well, it's, it's this, of course. Sorry, sorry. You can still, you can still obviously, mail vials of your own spit to your friends. I haven't checked, I haven't checked my postbox this morning. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Because your friends just gob directly in the post box. <laughs> I I probably wouldn't at this point. I would want something cathartic and big and exciting, which lets me get out some of those emotions. However, you asked us a question, and we are duty bound by law. We are we are bound by the laws of this great country to do it. So, what is? <laughs> What? How would you set? Because 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 we had had a question a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, uh, which was how would you set a camp like a, a whole world in a single room, mm-hmm. um, which was tricky. And the only way we the only way we could sort that was by not doing it. But I reckon <laughs> you could do a campaign in a single room, like basically a bottle campaign. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I want like a year long D and D level campaign in a single room, but like two or three <laughs> games, yeah. That's the thing, D&D. All you're doing is going around a series of rooms and fighting different monsters. So what if you what if you bring the monsters to the room? <laughs> what, just rearrange the furniture? Make yeah. it seem new? Yeah, or like, or like, um, like you could, you, could, you could invert the gravity with some wizard magic. And so now you're on the wall. Oh, it's a bit different, isn't it? No. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up two films here that I think are very important for what we're going for. Uh-huh. The first is obviously the first Saw. Mm-hmm. A lot of plot going on, a lot of stuff happening, single room. Okay. And the other is Cube. 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 Cube, like, about quite a lot of rooms. Ah, uh, yes. But they're all identical. Do you see? I I don't. Oh. <laughs> so, I was rather hoping so, I wouldn't have to explain. So, so it's in fact a wide variety of rooms, but they look very similar. For budget constraints. Yes, like... The, the concept of cube is that there's a load of squares put into a cube, or a hypercube, mm-hmm. which is the name of the second one, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you're moving through, and you can't... It's very difficult to work out where you are in relation to things, because the cubes move. Yes, and you have to try and work out which is the safe cube. Yes, because some of them will yes. just cover you in lasers. Yeah, bad scene, though. Yeah, lots of, lots of, lots of people getting yeah. cut in half in that film. Yeah. Great film, though. Well, yep. okay. Good film. Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking something along the lines of that, something a bit weird and dreamscapey, mm. where you keep going into the same room over and over. Ah, yes. Like, How about some sort of time loop? Yeah, or like you know those um, horror games. Like what's that one that I like and you hated? Um, Most of them. Scratch. No, not scratches. Uh, scratches. Layers of fear. Layers of fear. There's there's a there's a nice section in that where you you go through a loop of the same room about five or six times mm-hmm. and something has changed each time. Mm. And that's yeah. that's kind of an interesting thing to do in like, I was going to say investigative horror stuff, but, you know, that, that genre at least. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that like, so, so like, like having capacity to change the room or like the idea that, this like the the events that occur in this place are set in stone, so you can groundhog day it, mm-hmm. and then okay, I'm going to go back and tweak this thing, which is very hard for the GM to work with. But I guess like you can always just go back through the room, like uh, like PT, I suppose you know. Yeah, I mean, what you could do interestingly is you could actually map it. Mm-hmm. So if you have, let's just say, there's uh, three doors, two two facing each other and one on another wall of a square room. Classic. Uh, rather than four, just it cuts down the amount of rooms you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have uh, the starter room, and then from there you have. If you go through the right-hand door, mm-hmm. this is what's in there. This is what's in the next one. This is what's in the next one. This is what's in the next one. 
Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you have a little map on a, on a piece of A4 and you put the, a, a token on it for where the players are. Right. So you move them along three because they've gone th- three through this door. Mm-hmm. And in here there's old Archibald Duke. Do you have a talk with Archibald and stuff? And like, well, we're going to go through the other side door. So you move them up one on that track. Right, to young Archibald Duke. Or what? It, yeah. And then you can, and it's like, and if they go left, then they just jump left that way. So if there were three mm. up one track and they go through, uh, what's it? An opposing door? Not a parallel mm-hmm. door, but you know what I mean. Adjacent? Adjacent. Whatever. The one that's at a right angle to this door. Adjacent. Then they go immediately to the third one along on that track. Right, okay. So the doors are purely conceptual. Kind of, yeah. But it's like if you folded it up into a cube, mm. but with longer axes. Yes. Now, of course, you can never let the party split. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Which, and, and God, they're gonna, that's, that's going to be the first thing they want to do. <laughs> well, just um, as they go through the door, they just come into the same room. You just make it so that, ah. no, you can't. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. You all have to leave, please. Look, this is hard enough already. Look, this is a game, okay? Yeah. I think, like, it, it could be a very big room. Yeah, yes. For one thing. I think it, it ought to be a big room. And so you've got different zones in there. And you've got different things that are changing. And you've got maybe things like, uh, we have to solve a series of murders carried out in the same room over the course of over the course of 100 years. That's kind of cool, and, actually. I like that. Uh, yeah, right. And so you, I mean, honestly, not do it in a house, um, but a big room, you know. And I, I guess, like, you know, I would also want a bathroom in there because <laughs> I'm afraid role-playing game here. characters don't poop. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll, I'll simply hold it in until the campaign's over. Yes, um, as is right and so, proper. So, like, it all starts off, um, and there's someone, someone got killed last week oh, in no. this house. And you're going in as your as your sort of you know um, easy terrorist style something's hinky investigative X Files team, mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, looks like it was this guy. Time to go home, and you walk at the front door and come back in through the back door, and then it's twenty years previously when the last murder happened. So you go back and back, and you uncover more and more about this mysterious house, which has had all these kilts in it. I mean, killings in it. <laughs> that actually sounds. I would definitely play that. I'd definitely read it. I mean, it's, 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 that sounds like it sounds like a Cthulhu game. It does. Well, it's, it's I'm super down with there. that. Yeah. So that's the trick. You don't change space. You change time. Mm. I'm going to ask you a question. Go on then. Okay. No right then. Massively overpriced collector's editions of video games come with statues and USB sticks and remote control cars and such. What overpriced accessories should a massively overpriced RPG edition contain? I think it should contain, I don't know, um, hang on, I'm trying to think of a shape for it. Maybe a hand? To to hold hold some of the game components. Not one with five fingers or four. Seven? Yeah, let's just keep it a high number. Yeah, 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 definitely more than five. Yeah. 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 Ergonomically shaped. Soft silicon hand. (laughs) Flared base. Placing directly into your rack. Okay. Um, obviously, Invisible Sun is rather the epitome of this. In but like I, I kind of like because it isn't sort of the the deal that Invisible Sun makes with the player is that no, you need all this. Yeah. And it's like, d- do you, Monty? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you need I have a question that? for you. Do I? Do I? Yeah. So that's that's a, like, that's that I feel is that's that that's more the RPG equivalent of a Mech Warrior controller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that you actually do need all of a Mech Warrior controller, just not right but now. Do, but but does not does not necessarily a good game make. <laughs> yes. Now I would like to just rewind a little bit into this question. Mm-hmm. Remote control cars. Mm. Now I could use a remote control car at the table. I think that would be most useful. <laughs> it, you know, as long as it's got a flat top, you can ferry drinks, uh-huh. dice. Yeah. You can yeah. ram it into the asshole who's stacking dice. Ram <laughs> it into your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got a flared entry. That's not cool. That yeah, that's true. Especially if, it, if if it's one of those like one of those jackknife cars, which like you push a button and it flips and rotates around the middle. <laughs> you can only turn that's right. A, that's a. Th- <laughs> 
Oh, Maybe that Robotron right girl could go up walls. What? You ever see that? Don't make things up. I'm not making things up. You can Google go that shit, walls. my friend. Because walls. It's essentially, what it, it's, what it is is a vacuum cleaner. Whoa. And as you bump it into the wall, the, 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 you turn the vacuum cleaner on and it uses the suction to stick to the wall. That's amazing. Right? Science, that's, my friend. That's pretty cool. That's what we advanced to as a people. So, the thing is, right? None of these things that are added on top of on top of your um your, your, your sort of your special editions. And you're a man who used to get special editions back in the day. I'm a big buyer of special editions, and mm-hmm. also we oh, used to work in a shop, and so. also of yeah, stealing sense. bits from special editions when they were mm. returned faulty. Hmm. And none of them are none of them factor into the game. No, it's like, I mean, the, the epitome of this was, I think, Assassin's Creed 3 Special Edition. Not the top one, where you get, like, a statue of mm-hmm. Connor? Yes, yes, Connor Rottenhatton. Rottenhatton? So he had, he had a he had a surname. Go right, on. Okay. Um, and what you got in there was a, a couple of postcards. Mm-hmm. Very important. <laughs> Just like an Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you got uh, a really, actually quite nice little, like, fake leather-bound book of, like, notes and diagrams and things, which which all the text was intentionally badly written so you couldn't read it, Great. so they didn't have to write it. And you didn't need to localise it. But the big draw, you know, the, the big ticket item was mm-hmm. an enormous silver coin mm. with the Assassin's Creed logo on it. Yeah, just like in the game. That's it. Like, what? What am I even supposed to do with that? And it was it, it wasn't silver, obviously, because that's expensive. But it was yeah. immensely heavy, <laughs> and it, it came for, in a little uh, pouch. It's for throwing to distract a guard, <laughs> or playing just the weirdest slot machines. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, three sevens and a, and a hand with a knife comes out and stabs you. I got a I got a Far Cry three um, special edition. Because that, that, that was released around about the time I, I I was still in with games companies and they would send me shit, mm-hmm. uh, and that that came with that came with this lovely sort of like green denim unfoldy case, and it had the game in there, and it had a survival guide, which was part bad advice for surviving in the real world and part bad game advice. <laughs> so it was doubly useless. It came with a working gun. So, <laughs> so. Far Cry Two, of course, came with malaria shots. Yeah. Now, the thing is, none of the, like these things are all sort of crufts surrounding the game. Yes. None of them are required. It's not like you get a controller or you get an amiibo or you get I don't know three D glasses. Um. Like sometimes you get like DLC content and stuff. That's like that. That isn't what I'm after. What I want is stuff that is not really related to role playing games at all. Well, I think I think you could do stuff that's generally related to role playing games and make it interesting. Okay. So, like, for instance, take the take the laundry RPG, mm-hmm. a great technically comedy horror RPG mm-hmm. about tentacles and administration. Yeah. Imagine if that that arrived in the special edition in a box file, but it was cram packed with just so many forms that you had to dig through to get to the mm. like. It's essentially the the forms are all half filled in, and they're the packing material for the special edition. Yeah, like more See, games that, that should do things like, like that. Sounds like quite a good idea. Yeah, I was after, I was after some some bad ideas, but yes, that's that's quite positive. Or like it's like selling Dungeons and Dragons, and it comes in a in a treasure chest. Yeah. You know, like oh, and, and but like it's it's at the bottom of a treasure chest. And on top of it, there's just a load of dice, like so many dice that are mm. all like reflective gold. Yeah, and yeah. the occasional gemstone one. So you you open it, it's a proper treasure chest, and you get all that shit yeah. out of the way, and then it's your game. That's fun, isn't it? That's good. But I'm thinking sandwiches. <laughs> Notorious for not going off at the sandwich. How about uh, a Simbaroom Nespresso machine? So, there we go. That's what I'm after. So it looks like all like Davakar Forest on the side, mm-hmm. but it's an espresso. <laughs> How about Kingdom Death Espresso machine? So Hang it on. looks an like... espresso or a Nespresso. Um, Nespresso. My apologies. Because I like I like the cartridge ones because there's more waste. 
Yes, very much so, and they're also the, and, and that they're proprietary. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I assume Clooney's involved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he he uh, he he individually kisses every unit before it goes in. <laughs> I've heard in, that about Clooney. Close the box. <laughs> um, and so you've got it looks like a like a lion, but the lion's made out of I don't know clitorises. <laughs> what? Yeah, Kingdom Death, man. Um, and there, and there's and there's there's a witch, and the witch is uh, the witch looks like your dad's scrotum at the back, and um, the witch the witch is leaning forward over the cup, uh, and when you put the Nespresso machine, she's like Bleh! and sicks up all the Nespresso uh, into in, into a, into an espresso cup, which looks like a cupped hand. Fuck. Now that's branding. That's awful. It's horrible. Don't do that <laughs> again. I'm really sorry I said all that out loud. <laughs> oh. oh! God! All right, should we move on? Yes! Ask me a question. I will. <clears throat> Multiple Maz asks, which four RPG classes would you put in a room to create the best possible bottle episode? Now you're a fan of the you're a fan of TV. I'm 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 a big fan of TV. You love a TV. I'm I'm I myself not so hot on the old on the old television. So I might have to I might have to defer to you. I'm gonna ask you a few questions about bottle episodes. Okay. So core idea of a bottle episode is it's shot in a single location and characters who normally have the freedom to move around and do things are trapped here. Correct. And must interact. Um, Red Dwarf season one is a bottle episode. Yes, the entire thing. It's Broadly. very clever. So, we want someone who's going to cause drama. This isn't like this is this is us watching the episode. This isn't us experiencing. This. Yes, yes, we're not playing this. We're seeing who's who's best suited. Sorcerers cause the most collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Bards are the most extra. Mm-hmm. Paladins are similarly terrible. Maybe it's just all the charisma classes. It's just four paladins. <laughs> all of four different paladins. religions. Yeah, for slightly different religions. But there's a little <sighs> bit of crossover between each of them. Mm. I th- I, honestly, I think you're not thinking wide enough here. Like what? Well, like fat paladins? No, I'm thinking Dipsomancer from Unknown Armies. Ah, okay. Right. Gangrel. Yes. From World of Darkness. Who else have we got? Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher with his small but vicious dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um... Oh, the one from Cyberpunk 2030X where you're a sort of underwater Flintstones character. What? Reefers. That's not what a reefer is. They cause well, madness. Well, Cyberpunk 2030X, one of the, um... Most impressive role-playing games I've ever seen, in that it exists, <laughs> and I can't quite wrap my head around that. Sure. But it was uh, it was it was a terrible game, and the, the character classes were cyberpunk, but with, but instead of robot arms, you had rings, and robot arms popped out of those. A dirty biker, <laughs> but you were a nomad. Is that what uh, the class was called, dirty biker? Dirty little biker. I believe that. I think they were called like like road nomads. Road, road mads. mads. Yeah, yeah. Um, theme park themed robot riders. Right. A fourth one. A fourth. And and because because it was the future and everything was underwater because mm-hmm. you know climate mm-hmm. change everything going up, uh, everything going up like sea, sea levels. Um, people had people had moved and and replaced their bodies with sort of genetically engineered fish bodies, and they had things like 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 so technology didn't work underwater for some reason. So instead, they had bioengineered like you'd have a in, instead of a instead of a sword, you'd have a swordfish. No, I like not making that up. That swordfish is a really was bendy grant, and I hate to say it, alive. Well, these ones are trained, you see. You know, like, well, that's the thing. Like, like you, you, you have a jewel with the swordfish, and then it turns to the camera and goes, mm, it's a living. So you're holding it by the tail, and this thing yeah. is whipping about, trying to get away. You got, you got, so, so you wear, you wear an oven mitt on one of your hands, put that hand at its mouth for extra control, 
It's going to have to be one of those big rubbery oven mitts because the nor- yeah, a, like yeah. a normal human oven mitt is going to get soggy yeah. and waterlogged. As opposed to a dog oven mitt. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those um, big rubbery oven. Mitts. Or just like heavy, like heavy leather or plastic gloves. Like gloves, like, like what you'd have if you were if you were training a kestrel. Precisely. Yes, that sort of thing. Pop that in the swordfish's mouth. Other hand goes on the goes on the tail for for like for pivoting. Mm-hmm. For, for that's where your control like, comes from. The power yeah, that's, comes that's, from that's, the mouth the, end. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then you, I suppose, have to just sort of wobble it back and forth on things. Yeah. Look, I didn't write it. Now, there's, there's, there's one thing I'd like to ask about this, this setting, since you, you know quite a bit about it. Mm-hmm. One thing about water, and yes. the times I've been in water personally. Now, I am not a cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. But I found it very hard to do anything without looking like I was moving in slow motion like an idiot. Yes. Like, have you ever tried to, like, throw a punch underwater? Uh, mate, every day of my goddamn life. <laughs> but, like, just trying to move your hand underwater yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah, slow, it's a lot of and there's no yeah. force behind it. Yes. That's why That's why you've got genetically engineered fish body. Right. So, like, so like your body looks a bit... That's the other thing. They're all whatever the fish equivalent of furries are. Oh, Okay. So they're like they're like killer whales, but they've got yeah. Legs. Because like to get any force underwater, you've either got to do stuff like your pistol shrimps, mm-hmm. kapow, kapow, mm-hmm. or yeah. you've got to do the Could like the whole body dive, mm-hmm. like a Zora. Yeah, you've got to just pshoo. It's it's very sound based underwater, which is silly, really. When you think about Captain it. Logic was not steering this tugboat. He was well, no, he was in the submersible, the bathysphere. Robert Lucius Talzorian got in touch with Michael Pondsmith. Um, was, is his uh, name actually um, Lucius? I haven't a fucking clue. I was really hoping. Uh, I was like, Pondsmith, I need some more money. Write me another edition of Cyberpunk. Here's $15. You'll have all the action men you could eat. <laughs> and uh, Mike Pondsmith looked up for a bowl full of Barbie heads and milk. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, and it is uh, yes, it's the other thing about Cyberpunk twenty thirty X. All the pictures are just um, images of action men and Barbie dolls with Cyberpunk gear on, uh, which Mike Spon- Mike, which Mike Bondsmith took himself and uh, tinted green. Oh, that's lovely. I actually like it more now. He also laid it out. That makes his, sense. Uh, uh, someone who I think is his wife, but definitely has the same surname, was the editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows. Mm, it's a weird game. It's it's mm, mm. anyway. It's not for me. Um, yeah. So that good. <laughs> that that is that is that's the four classes I'd, I'd have. All of them from one game. Yeah, all of the ones from Cyberpunk twenty thirty X. If actually, you know, you know what? Sorry, sorry, I'm entirely wrong. It isn't Cyberpunk twenty thirty X. Fuck that. Fuck that. Off to one side. Throw it in the ever rising sea levels. No, I want um, Toriador. Gangrel, Bruha, and Ventry. And those are our classes. Don't at me. <laughs> they are absolutely classes. They are absolutely classes, all right, kids? If you think anything else, classes. you're just wrong or in denial. You're just wrong. Um, just have that. Have the... the like they, they bought it round for New Wood, which was released, ironically, 20 years ago now. But um, 15 years ago, a long time ago. The the old world of darkness had had the capacity that almost any player group couldn't get on. <laughs> yes, like it, it it made zero. Like they they had these huge worlds where like these these massively detailed secret power blocks all sort of against each other, mm. and then they were like, all right, but go hang out. Like there was like. I, I'm struggling to think of a of, of like of, of a of, of a of an old world world of darkness game where it made sense to run a role playing game in it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like you'd yeah. have you'd have these beautiful, beautiful a- ancient demon people. Mm-hmm. You'd have these noble politicians, a strange blood sorcerer, and a man who couldn't come out of the sewer to play. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Fucking why? Let's have an entire class that's not allowed to play. You can, yeah, now, now I will say. In exchange for ever being able to be seen, mm-hmm. they drank blood faster because their mouths were big. 
Oh, that's really so the, useful. So they got that going for them. That's going to get it out of the blood bag that we nicked from the blood bank in <laughs> mere <laughs> seconds. Would he bring his own straw? Fucking idiot. No, his lips aren't really coherent enough to do for straw work. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's got it's 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 like it's like the underside of a squid down there. Oh, oh it's all it's, it's all beacon flippers. It's all. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, I forgot about Nosferatu, which they carried on to the new watch, which was a core character class who cannot be seen by you. <laughs> cannot interact with the game. <laughs> Why is this? It was primarily a social game. All right, cool. Can I talk to anyone? Well, quietly from behind it, a screen. It's like it's like when you got heist games. And mm. It's like, what are you? I'm the hacker. What are you? I'm the fa- I'm the faceman. And you two, I'm the sniper. And you, the driver. Yeah. So what's I've your job? Well, I wait in the dr- I wait in the getaway car, and you? Well, I'm there in case they need backup. Do they? Absolutely not. Never. This is a balanced game. And also, I, think, like, I really hope that they're on the west side of the building, <laughs> near some very large windows. I I read I read a column on that years and years ago, which was about like uh, it's if you if you're running a heist game, combine those subsidiary roles. Mm. So you have a driver and a sniper. You have a hacker and a driver <laughs> hmm. oh i'll just have everyone's faces that's the fun roll yeah it's the fun roll guys like maybe one of them can do a hack that's cool hmm. maybe one of them can drive as well but they're all faces and all in the goddamn mission shall we move on let's sidle over yeah let's mosey on over yeah um i'm gonna see i'm just gonna have a quick look through my big sack uh it's a, it's a special silent sack it doesn't make any noise hang on oh no here's here, that Got the noise in it. Here we are. Let's just see. Here we are in the in the. <gasps> Why a jingle? Did you ever want a game to exist, but not enough to make it yourself? Grant and Chris make games. Silent Pete writes in. Madame Two Swords versus One Hundred Bees with a Gun. <laughs> Now, hang on, I'd just like to dissect mm-hmm. this a little bit, just so I understand where we're coming from. <laughs> Madame Tussauds, mm-hmm. famous for her waxwork minions. Well, this one's spelt T- yeah, T-W-O. In multiple sword. weapons. Yeah, Madame Tussauds. So I get where that bit came from. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. 100 bees with a gun? Well, what, I mean, what's one bee you going to do with a gun? No, I understand that, but like mm. the first part is a pun. Now, is the second you, part, and I just don't know, is why I'm checking. Be- <laughs> ah, welcome to the 100 Bees with a Gun Museum. Like, Bees with a Gun. Bees with a Gun. With I'll a be gun. honest with you, Chris, I didn't spot the pun. <laughs> okay. I just, I was just imagining a cool, maybe like a sort of French aristocrat, duelist lady with two swords versus 100 Bees with a Gun. And you know Netrunner? I'm aware of it. It's an asymmetrical card game like that. I think One of you work. plays Madame Two Swords, so like you can you could like, now I say it out loud it's just, just the waxwork museum. One of you plays uh, Madame Two Swords who has who has like a lot like a lot of damage, mm-hmm. but not a lot of anti B capability on mass. Like she's taken out maybe one two bees per swipe. Yeah, like a like like a swords. sword slash is not good for against bees. I mean against the swarm. No, it's not good against bees. Sure, mm. um, you're no. gonna you're gonna hit one. It's not effective. It's not a net or a tennis racket. No, it's not. And that is, and like that's the that's kind of, because like if, if it was Madame Two Nets, whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't Ca- care. That's a casual be with a gun killer. Conver- converse, or like, like a tennis racket yeah. or some raid. Conversely, hundred bees with a gun. We have to assume they understand how to operate the gun, but they're not good at it yet. Yeah, like they they they've watched a video. We're talking Derringer style. Yeah, that's fair. A little one. The key, the key is so, all they've really got to do is pull the trigger and aim. Yeah, well, I guess like and maybe like move the gun around. Well, that was the aim part. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm, I figured like because like if if they can sort of swarm around the gun and hover around kind of drone style, mm-hmm. either you have it as a as, as as an asymmetric card game where one of you one of you has a hundred cards in your deck and all of them say B. And the other one has two, and both of them say sword. Uh, Madame Two Swords would have a series of complex um, fencing manoeuvres. You see, what I was thinking for Madame Two Swords, Madame Two Swords I've got mm. kind of in my head as to how it plays. 
Mm -hmm. So what you have is you have two decks. Right. One for each sword. Brilliant. So the idea being that like they're not, it's not a matched pair. Different bags. But yeah, but also like the swords are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one is a long sword, one is a sickle type sword. You know what I mean? Like it's a different Mm -hmm. shape and does different things. Yes, thank you. I'd forgotten the name. I you you know you know what for variety any two swords you can build your deck yeah and there then you what go. you do is from each deck you turn over two cards so you have got four cards total mm-hmm. and then you can play two cards mm. one for each sword so well you can either play one sword twice mm-hmm. or you can mix and match and try and get some combos going right yeah unfortunately what I then did was I translated it over to the bees <laughs> where you'd either have one deck with one card in it that says gun, or a hundred decks with one card in it that say gun. There's only one gun, and there's a hundred bees. You have a real gun you put on the table. Okay. Well, a pro- you have a prop gun you put. Well, I don't know. You have you a have loaded a firearm that you place on the table. Let's just let's just keep this Spin. real. You have you have a so uh, you get a playmat. And it's the gun, mm-hmm. and you have to allocate your B cards. So like, oh, it's worker placement. It's yeah, like quite literally. Yeah, worker B placement. The more Bs you put on top of the gun, that lets you sort of move it around and aim at the queen. Uh, not the queen. Not the queen. We don't know if Madame Two Swords is a queen. Maybe she's just in in waiting. You know. Yeah. Well, at that point, you probably should probably be queen too. So point is, you've got Bs lining up on the trigger to kind of pull it. You know, you've got Bs reloading when they inevitably miss. You've got all these things. And then the more bees you allocate to a certain task, the more odds you've got of pulling that off. You roll on, you, oh, you roll under the number, under the current number of bees on a d6. Yeah, so rather than, I'll be calling it a b6. Well, maybe b20. Rather than having um, like a hundred tokens, mm-hmm. they're in like fives or twenties. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there's, well, it so it could be like risk. Yeah, so what I'm what I'm like saying is that there's a weird yeah. disconnect in the amount you can put down. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you <laughs> sorry, the token for one B is the size of a B, and the token for twenty Bs is just a B twenty times the size. Yes, go on, it's a it's a beach ball. <laughs> and so you have to like it's it's difficult to allot a B to everything. Mm. Mm. So if if Madame Two Swords is doing like a a high action flippy thing, mm-hmm. you need to have a load of your Bs on lift and move gun. Mm-hmm. So that you can track, mm. and then a, a, you always need like ten on the trigger if you want to fire mm. this round. I actually quite like that. There's something I, what, I th- it, there's something quite interesting about it. Mm. I think it's fun. I think there's a lot of a lot of maybe admin, which I'm not hugely into. That's in fair. And I'd, like I'd much rather get into the whole sort of um, like I'd I'd rather have like a daring captain B. So I've got like special B characters I can play in certain places, and then like Madame Two Swords is parrying the bullets oh, back. Well, that's the legacy mechanic. Oh, so your bees get experience. Yeah, and you open up envelopes. We've got to we've got to sell this somehow, right? That's true. Honestly, yeah, I was, I, was, I was genuinely thinking about the marketing of this. Like, oh, I'll never sell if you call a game Madame Two Swords versus One Hundred Bees with a gun. And then I went, actually, that's the entire reason it's going to sell. Yeah, that's the only reason I read it out loud. Yeah. It's a yeah. Listen, I think I think there's something here, but I think it's possibly quite a hard sell. I think so. I think so. that like we're only going to sell it to nobility or bees, <laughs> and bees only one of those has any money, them. and the other one doesn't want mm-hmm. to give it away. That's true. So, what you got? Serious chimes unit by Sorcerer Supreme. You are the head of a criminal gang using ice cream vans to offload your cargo, competing with other gangs for turf, the fuzz hot in your tail, and the occasional seven-year-old who wants a twister. This is a genius name. Yes. Whoever you are, Sorcerer Supreme, just top naming. It's a, it's a guy. I the guy who came to a couple of my laps. Amazing. He's a chef. Oh. Interesting now, hmm. the interesting thing here is, um, when was the last time you saw uh, an ice cream van that wasn't a front for drugs? Well, I don't know. I don't often go up to them. No, that's fair. There is an ice cream van that comes past my window every day, although maybe that stops now. I don't know. Technically, they're a food delivery service. <laughs> it's, it's vital. Yes. Got to get my um, flake. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't like. Um, I, 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 you know, I've bought some ice creams off people who didn't look massively like drug dealers. Okay. It seems. So it seems that. that they have. They have a different song. 
They don't. They don't play green sleeves ever. No, they play. They play uh, California Dreaming by Snoop Dre and Doctor. Uh, Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Dre. Dog, Dre. I like Snoop Dre. Snoop, Snoop Dre and Doctor Dog. <laughs> Hello, I'm Doctor Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's the whitest thing. I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's pretty white. Um, but I think, I think honestly, what you're looking at here is you're looking at the um, the turf mechanics in Blades in the Dark. Mm, mm. But you, you, this is just a playbook. Yeah. That's what well, this like is. You probably, probably wouldn't need to try that. Yeah, probably wouldn't need to try that. That, that. it's a, it's, a, it's a, an overhaul for Blades in the Dark. Yeah, there's a lot of those going about at the moment. Well, less than you'd want. <laughs> less than it was ordered. <laughs> I know. I know you always want to make role playing games. I do because this is a role playing game podcast. I feel like Bullfrog must have made this game in the nineties. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like it's got a real sort of not like this isn't Maxis. Maxis aren't putting this shit out. This isn't this isn't Sim ice cream van. Yeah. This is serious chimes unit. This is this is Bullfrog having it. This is this is old Peter Molyneux thinking. Oh, I, I I know what might be fun. This isn't what I sound like. I know what might be fun. It's me, Peter Molyneux. Bring me more brandy. But I really like the idea of this being quite pixely, quite um, theme hospital looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got and you've got like you've got like your the turf. And you've got like a, like 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 angry Glaswegian kids coming out, because it would be set in Glasgow after Obviously. the ice cream wars, yeah. Um, and like you do things like reinforce the armor on your on your ice cream van and buy a gun. And... So there's actually a video game that does this. Okay. Kind of, um, and I can't remember for life what it was called, but it's one of those games that sprung up when Steam relaxed its guidelines that for <laughs> this must be good to get on steam ah uh, yes um yes and it's about it's about creating a drug empire from growing weed in your dad's basement yes like, yeah it's like called something like weed life or something it, it, it's a mm-hmm. dumb name but the game is astonishingly clever okay like it's genuinely good it's a hugely complex management game mm. where you not only are you st- you still potentially like growing and mixing strains in your basement but mm. like you're equipping dealers, mm. not like with like body armor and stuff necessarily, mm-hmm. though that does happen. Yeah, but it goes all the way up to like owning multinational corporations and going political to try and get it legalized. No, no, I think I I I can't think of a fun way to do ice cream drug dealers, and that's a weird weird twisted metal. Thank you. I can now think of a fun way. <laughs> right? Twisted Metal, point, Vigilante 8, that's it. My point is, I think, like, if if I was if I was running a game where I played Glaswegian drug dealers and happened to be in an ice cream van, mm. that seems quite po-faced. And it's also going to be get quite dark, isn't it? Immediately, yes. Yeah. Like, you're selling drugs to children. Yeah. Um, which is why we need to turn it on its head. You're an ice cream van... Using a Glaswegian to sub no wait, hang on. You are in like one of those awful wretched fantasy towns. Right. Like proper like like shitburg. <laughs> that that's that sort of yeah. town, you know. I want some like, lovely dung over here. That sort of Monty ev- Python quote level. Everything's canals <laughs> and everyone's dead. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh and you play uh, an, an ice cream salesman sneaking around trying to sell ice creams, and like you've got you've got the nice cones and you've got a flake in it and everything, whilst pretending to sell drugs because no one could be seen to buy ice creams because it's not hard enough. And like then like there's the flake finder general <laughs> coming around <laughs> with his burning yes. pyre to meld ice creams and stamp yeah, out yeah. frivolity, and you just have the fun police, the malleus jellificarum. That's Really good. Thank you. The hammer of ice, <laughs> cream. <laughs> I was I was tempted to lean into a sorbet joke somewhere along the line, but mm-hmm. yeah, it seems quite grim. And I think if we could have it as a as like if we could get if we could distance ourselves from it by having it as a computer game, having it as like top down isometric. You've got you've got your little trucks going around. You're selling things. You could also afford to be vague about it and not answer any questions. You could come up with fun jokey names for the drugs. Yeah, this this needs to, this needs to be a bullfrog isometric, doesn't it? Whiz, 
Whiz. is what I'm dealing. Whiz I'm not dealing one. speed. I'm not dealing amphetamines. It's whiz. Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> and honestly, every name from marijuana is funny. Half a kilo of crocket. See, and a little tubs. Clarky cat. <laughs> you could use the made-up drugs from Brasa. Milk ponies. See. Yeah, and so and so like you have you have like of like like obviously they're inspired by real world drugs, but you have fake drugs designed to fake people in a fake town. And they're fake kids ruining their fake lives. Fake early. everything's robot. Yeah, but I think like maybe the overall theme is actually you're trying to revitalize the area by building up by building up schools, charities, churches. Community aid centres, but the only way you can do it because like the, the the only option you've got left is dealing drugs from an ice cream van, and so and so you, you and so you have to revitalise the area around you, which will unfortunately lead to increase increase police presence and making it harder to sell drugs. Bye. You see that hospital over there? I do, pa. Bought with good honest meth. <laughs> this hospital is built on meth, boy. That roundabout was funded by marijuana. Okay. Okay. Okay, neither of these are selling it for me. I'm not really feel. I'm not really... I like, there's something about the Bullfrog Isometric game, but I feel like we didn't... Like, that was... That was that was already delivered to us. Sure. You know? Which is why I'm going to put forward. Sean Hunt writes in, Nicholas Cagefighter. So... Nicholas Cagefighter. No, this is... This is... This is super easy. Okay. This is just a fighting game. And this will work in like a role-playing fighting game with with a grid or video games. Video games is probably better because you can get the likenesses down. Mm -hmm. It's every famous Nicholas. I see. Okay. In a fight in a in a fight and in in a fight to the death, obviously. Um Mm -hmm. within a UFC style hexagon. Mm -hmm. And if you win, you win Nicholas Cage in a cage. Nicholas Cage is the only person not allowed to fight because he's the prize. Nicholas Parsons? Saint Nicholas. Nicholas Nickleby? All the Nicholas. Yeah, all, all the many more Nicholases, I'm all sure. All the we thousands can, we, of we famous Nikolai. Remember. Yeah, we will also take regional variations of the Nicholas name. Yes, of course. Just obviously. to round it out a bit to four. <laughs> I'd like to say Nicholas Cage is both the prize and a Robot War style presenter. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. He's there. He's there in a in a Craig Charles style tassel leather jacket. Yeah, being like really friendly and ebullient in a cage, rather than rather than gravelly. But it's like Philippa Forrester just wheels him towards people so they can he, he can interview him. <laughs> he's in he's in one of those Hannibal Lecter goon dollies. Yeah, exactly. And and also we need to get Philippa Forrester back on the air. I'm upset that anyone else is on the air. It's it's, to be it's just it's wrong. Yeah. Philip Philippa Actual Forrester. Oh. So so formative to a lot of young boys. Oh I my think. Philippa. Oh Philippa. Oh oh I'd gladly die in your army, Philippa. <laughs> Lead us into this glorious new dawn, Philippa Forrester. The only person who can save us from this madness is Philippa Forrester. Nicholas Cage would lead into the camera and say Things are getting scary and the contest's getting tighter as you join us for another week. On Nicholas Cage Fighter, and the camera pans up. It's like it's like Robot was. The house robots. House robot. Yeah, that th- those are Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> the house robots are Nicholas Cage, but he's upgunned. It's no. Yeah, it's it's all variations of Nicholas Cage. So you have him mm-hmm. from Face Off. Yeah. You have him from Conair. Conair, Ghost Rider. Yeah, Snake Eyes. Yeah. Raising Arizona. Um, yep, obviously raising Finding Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one that one where he can stop time. What's that one? I don't know. Shifter or some bullshit. Oh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. What? Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's future okay. me. That's how I Nicholas Cage is how I want to be when I grow up in that film. Alright, cool. Yes, all of that. So Google those it. are the house robots. Those are the house robots. Because because like I do want to interact with some cages. Yes. Some Nicholas Cages. Um oh, and then what about yeah, if on. one of the battlefields, right, is like that awful cage um puzzle from the Crystal Maze. You know, where they got like a maze and it the cages like open and close and it's hard to tell which wall is what. 
So you've got mm-hmm. like knives coming through and people trying to shout, shut their head in cages. It's, it's all cages all the time, essentially. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's all it's, it's all cage themed. Yes. I'm just looking at a list of famous Nicks. Mm-hmm. So like our lineup: Nick Nolte, obviously, which is great. Nick Cave. Oh, Nick Cave would just destroy. Nick Cave with his special move, red right hand. Yeah. It's um, just a slap. Which, well, I, I, I figured it'd be like one of those Marvel versus Capcom EX moves that, like, like he pulled, like he, he's got his right hand in his pocket the whole time, and he's smoking with his left, and then he he pulls out his hand, and they're just a like Godspeed. He pulls out his hand, and it's like ten foot long and distended, and red and <laughs> just massive, and just starts slapping people all over the place. Nick Offerman. Oh, yep, bit of woodwork. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's not it. There's no well. There's a lot of football there's, players. There's, here. there's regional, so there's Nikolai Nick, Nick, Nikolai uh, Costawaldo, Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah, Nick Bockwinkle's gotta come in. He's the dead. Fuck? Unfortunately. <laughs> That's not a he name. A, he was a professional wrestler. Oh, really? So he'd be really well suited for this. <laughs> Nicholas Sarkozy, Nicholas II of Russia, Nicholas II. Right. And Nick Frost. Oh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost is. I don't want anyone to fight Nick Nixon. Frost. Nixon. Nick Son Kroll. of Nick. What's it? Nick Clegg? These are all great fighters. What's your favorite? What's your favorite episode of High Dice Friends? I like the one where they name people called Nick. <laughs> List people called Nick for over an hour. Go on for ages. No, we should wrap this up. Okay, so the choices are Bullfrog Ice Cream. The first one. Madame Two Swords versus 100 Beasts. Thank you. Yes, a, a complex interlocking game. And Nicholas Cage Fighter. So, my first vote is for Madame Two Swords versus 100 Bees with a Gun. Right. As I think, weirdly, that's the easiest one to actually make. It involves the, the least licensing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really want to see all of these Nicholas Cage, these, all these Nikolai fight. See- and bring back Philippa Forrester! I want to see photorealistic UFC Nicholas's. Yes. In shorts. That's the one. Yeah, perfect. All right, you're on. Yes, it's Nicholas Cage Fighter. Thank you, Sean Hunt, for writing in and doing that. If you've enjoyed this and you want to come and hang out on the Discord... Which has been, honestly, a rock. It's been a fucking bomb. The Discord. In this, we've had we've had a really lovely... Uh, we have a really lovely community coming up around there. We've been streaming games. We've been uh, I'm running a game of D&D on, on Friday nights, which folks can come and listen to. We're going to try and be as social as we can, but distantly. <laughs> Without rubbing up against anybody. Yeah, no one's rubbing up against anyone else. Don't worry. Perfectly safe. Your risk of infection is basically zero as long as you stay. As long as you give us, us some money. Yeah, from us. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. We're not like, guaranteeing we're... anything in the wider world. Yeah, we we don't actually spread distant. Point is, give us some money. <laughs> if you if you got if you've got money to spare, hooray! Give us some. Go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. Come and hang out in the Discord. We have a we have a really lovely community on there. Um, really supportive. And yeah, stay safe. Hey. Don't breathe on each other. Wash your hands. Do it. We love you very much. Bye. Bye.